Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Ladies and gentlemen, thrilled to be here for another debate. It's going to be a fun one, folks. Want to let you know, if it's your first time here, our vision, our goal at this channel is that everybody would get their fair shot at making their case on a level playing field. We are very excited as tonight we have a special topic we've never debated before and want to let you know both of our guests are linked in the description. So if you'd like to hear from both of our guests or either or, you can hear plenty more at those links down below. Also want to let you know for tonight's debate, it's going to be kind of a flexible format where it'll be about 10 to 12 minutes from each side for their opening. We will be starting with Oliver and then we will kick it over to Tom Jump. Happy birthday, by the way, Tom. And then we will go into open discussion, followed by Q&A. So if you happen to have a question, feel free to fire it into the old live chat. And Super Chat is also an option, in which case it pushes your question to the top of the list. And also, it gives you the opportunity to make a comment if you would prefer that instead. Of course, each debater would get a chance to respond to that comment and we ask that you would treat our guests with respect as we really appreciate them being here. And with that, I'm going to just ask each of the guests to share what you could expect to find at their links. So first, I want to say, Oliver, we're thrilled to have you here for the very first time. And what could people expect to find at your links below? I don't know what, what links you typed in. Uh, I will provide you with other links uh, after that because most of my work I've done in uh, in German, of course, uh, German language. But I have two English books out, so maybe you link to that, and there there you will find um, my last book was about, uh, was the Order of Freedom. It's about a, a society without government. So I'm a hardcore libertarian, and but I cover all kinds of topics. Um, Politic, uh, politics, science, um, and so on in, in my recent books. And they all were bestsellers in Germany, but I'm not so well known in the English-speaking community. So they, they are not yet bestsellers there. You bet. And that book is, I have the book, The Order of Freedom, linked in the description, in addition to Oliver's YouTube channel. And want to let you know, folks, Oliver is a best, basically, Oliver, his best-selling books have been praised by leading scholars like Hans Hermann, as well as celebrities like Xavier Naidu and Globin, Golden Globe winner Christine Kaufman. Also, he is one of the leading journalists in social media with videos that have been viewed over 40 million times. 40 million times. So, as an individual, he has the largest following on Telegram worldwide so very exciting stuff we're thrilled to have you here oliver we really appreciate you making time to hang out with us tonight and we will kick it over to tom jump tom glad to have you back happy birthday and what could people expect to find at your links uh videos mostly just lots of normal videos cats cat videos tremendous cats he has the best cats so with that we will kick it over actually tom is a very experienced debater you can find 
all sorts of interesting debates at his channel. So highly encourage you to check those out. Tom always treats his guests well, always fair debates. And so I think you'd love it if you are enjoying our debates. So with that, we will kick it over to Oliver. Thanks so much again, Oliver, for being here. And the floor is all yours to kind of lay out your opening position. First, also happy birthday to Tom. He doesn't like to celebrate like myself, so but happy birthday. So, um, yeah, first, I don't want to brag about me, but I, I have to tell you some things about my background that you know where well. I'm coming from. So I majored in, in empirical science, and my thesis um, at the university was, was about the capital S surprising model of uh, Nobel laureate, uh, Nobel Prize winner, Harry Markowitz. And so I, I deal a lot uh, with statistics and correlations, and, and I prove that the model has a flaw, a serious flaw, and uh, uses the wrong, the wrong variable. So I'm very familiar with statistics and uh, um, science methods. Um, just let you know that I, uh, that's one of my favorites, and, and I, my books are praised for the scientific approach to, to any topic. Having said that, I already know that the, that Tom will argue with the CDC data. I also will argue with the CDC data, and uh, all the data we have. Um, well, let's put it this way: I don't think the numbers are exaggerated. I just um, think that they lie about what that tells you. So the numbers tell you that we don't have a pandemic or epidemic, and uh, or a deadly virus. So we are dealing with the same numbers. I won't dispute the numbers, but I will have another interpretation of that. Um, maybe shall I already pull up the, the the numbers or or later? Go for it. You're opening. Okay. So first, I go to the German data, which is important because Germany reacted differently to 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 the problem. Do you, do you see it? Yes. That, that's the Sentinel data, but I wanted to show you the, how do I, oh, how do I come to that? Hmm. Just a second. Ah, here. That's the German data. This is year to date uh, until 12th of July, deaths. So overall deaths in Germany. And you see that in 2017, 18 and 2019, there were, uh, 17 and 18, there were more deaths in Germany than now in 2000, 2020. Then the next. From COVID? No, for, no, overall deaths. So oh. we don't have any excess mortality in, in Germany. So if there's a deadly pandemic, you would expect more people dying. But I will come to that. And this is the CDC data, which is very important. I have to see it myself. It's uh, how old are the people dying of coronavirus? Oh, and... so sorry to interrupt you, Oliver. I, the picture hasn't yep. updated for us. Oh, shit. Hmm. Okay, maybe I have to. It might be uh, if you basically what I, I think we can do is I will click. I have to switch. I have to switch. I, I saw it. Do oh, you see it, it now? Yes. Okay. So what you see here is all deaths and COVID-19 deaths. So deaths contributed to COVID-19. I will later explain that there is not one single COVID-19 death, but that's later in the debate. So what you see here is that 79% of the COVID deaths are 65 years and older. And in the rest of the population, it's 74%. So they they always t tell you, well, it, it hits uh, the, the older, the hardest. But what it really tells you is that if you are diagnosed with COVID-19 uh, or you have a positive test result, your life expect expectancy is actually higher. So you could say you are lucky if you are diagnosed with uh, with COVID because you are, you are getting older. So why, why are more older people dying? Because more uh, older people die at a higher rate, of course. We see it here, 74%. And what most likely happened is that um, because they treated the patients, 
for example, with ventilators, that many of the older people died because of the treatment. So the percentage now is higher. Without that, like in Germany, we would have exactly the same numbers because in, in the US, for example, you, you got more money, um, uh, the hospitals got more money if they use ventilators, much more money in, in some cases, thousands of dollars. That's not the case in Germany. So in Germany, we, we didn't have the wrong treatment. So we have no excess mortality in Germany. And uh, so that, that explains the difference there. Um, if you just, if, you, if nobody had reported about, about coronavirus at all, we just would have the same figures, 79% on both sides because there, there was no wrong uh, treatment. For example, in England, there we have the, the data, there's one study that um, only because of the lockdown and the measurements, 200,000 people died. That's one study. So, and Great Britain is much smaller than the US. And I think the excess mortality in the US is 250,000 or something. You can update me on that. So if you, if you uh, take into account that um, the US is much greater, uh, we may deal with, with all the, the, the excess mortality will, um, uh, could come from the measurements, from the treatments, and that many people are not, um, are not treated because of, of, the, of the lockdown, you, you know, they, they didn't get cancer treatment and so on. But if you look into the numbers, how old the, the patients are who, who are diagnosed with it, they get older. So it's totally clear that there must be another cause for the excess mortality. The excess mortality is due to how the different countries reacted. Uh, for example, Japan, which is another big to topic, only had 800 COVID deaths and uh, they had they didn't have a lockdown but what what did they do they did the only right thing the, um, because covid um, is said to to cause proinomia and they only tested the people who died of proinomia uh, the german word is much easier and uh, so they had 800 deaths out of this but it doesn't say that they really died of covid it just says that they died and were tested positive on COVID, which says nothing. I will explain that later in the, in the debate. So um, if you uh, compare that to the US, maybe 2000, if the United States had done the same thing as Japan, roughly 2000 people would be reported to have been died of Corona, which is 1% of, of what they are reporting now. And, and clearly Japan, uh, the, 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 the virus is not racist and uh, Japan has a much better, uh, bigger trade with China. It's 20% it's of the whole trade with other countries. So there are Chinese people uh, going back and forth from China and Japan. So, so they should, should have been affected much harder, but they, they haven't. And of course, many heard that argument that uh, um, Sweden didn't have a lockdown, but they have similar figures and uh, they have a little bit of an excess mortality but if you i can show it later um all the years previous years it's not an outstanding year it's it's an, just a normal flu season and maybe i, I make the sentinel the sentinel samples later it's a little bit more complicated so i first lay out that case and later in the debate i will argue that there's even no proof that the virus exists at all you bet. Thank you very much, Oliver. We will kick it over to Tom Jump. So what I will do is the old switcheroo. And Tom, I, let's see here. I've got it switched over and the floor is all yours, Tom. Uh, yeah, so my position is that the numbers in the CDC are exactly right and they're exactly accurately portrayed what COVID is doing by the CDC and by the medical fields who actually analyze this. It's true that only like 6% of all deaths are related to just COVID. Like if you get COVID, but have no other health issues, you only have like a 6% chance of dying. But most people have other health issues, especially if you're old. And so like 80, 90% of the deaths are all getting COVID with a secondary health issue. Uh, so that's the primary cause of death is not the COVID on its own. It's the COVID plus the secondary health issues. And because most people have secondary health issues, that's why it's so deadly. Um, 
so it's, the numbers are accurate and the cause is definitely COVID, kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back kind of a thing. The COVID plus all the other unhealthy conditions leads to mass death, which is why we have so many deaths from COVID. Uh, the accounts from Germany and Sweden and other countries, they have they are they were awarded for like the best tracking and tracing and health maneuverable systems possible. America did not did not do that, which is why they have so few so much fewer deaths. Also, they're much healthier countries overall, which is why they have much fewer deaths. So none of the stuff he presented is really evidence that the numbers are wrong. It's just you just got to look at the know the basic data of all the countries. America is less healthy. They had they did less well at trying to contain the disease. America is right now like the second most COVID cases of any of any country in the world. The first being India. Um, our poor management of the system due to our government and the unhealthiness of the people due to poor policies by our government is what's led to the massive death rate and massive infection rate of COVID. It's definitely a pandemic and we can measure it by comparing it specifically to flu and the death rates by flu. And I, I can go through the stats, but essentially it's uh, 0% for everything up until like 80, 60 to 80 for flu. And then it's like 0% up to about 30 for COVID. And then it starts going up by 1%, 5%, 20%, 60 60%, 80%. So there's a massive difference in both the infection rate and the death rate of COVID and there isn't a COVID season that's just all year round. Flu actually dies down during certain uh, seasons because it is less transmissible. So COVID is definitely a lot worse. It's definitely a pandemic. Um, I don't know what the correct response is. Like I think maybe Sweden's response might may have been the smartest response, but the American response was definitely not. And it has led to lots and lots of deaths and it is a real thing for sure. And we can, we can definitely prove it exists. I don't know why I said he does no evidence it exists. We, we've literally sequenced its DNA. We know it exists. Uh, and that's conclude i'll conclude there you got it i think tom if you're able to turn your volume up just yeah. a little bit <laughs> so thanks so much we will kick it into open discussion mode so i now go to the sentinel da data first i have to explain i guess what sentinel data is so what, what they and this program is a German program. Uh, they have it since more than ten years, I guess, and it's um, it's said to be the one of the best in the world. Uh, also, I think by the WHO and, and other um, international organizations. So, what does the Sentinel program do? They have um, a representative sample of all people who are going to doctors. Uh, it's about um, one percent of of the of the doctors. You have to understand that that to have a, a representative poll, you only need 1,000 people. You see that in, in all the polls, because if you have a big number of people, uh, 1,000 people are enough. It's actually less. Uh, you only need 800 or something. And uh, so if you have a big population, it would be enough to, to test 1,000 people, uh, people. But here, these doctors represent patients um, up to the number of 800,000. It's 1% of the population of Germany. So what they do that they, they uh, actually, uh, and the purpose of the program is to, to tell you if there's a pandemic or not. That's the whole purpose of the program. But you get, this is never reported in, in the mainstream media, of course. And it's taken down on alternative media. So my, my videos about that were, were taken down on YouTube. I hope that because we have a debate, it will not get taken down. But you should record it all. So what, what do we see here? This is uh, the calendar weeks. This is calendar week one. I, do, you, do you see my, my pointer? You see it? Definitely. Ah, OK. So and what you see here is the different viruses they detected. And you see the red one. This is um, this is the coronavirus. You see that? And it's a small portion of all viruses. So it's a very little number. And since week 16, they didn't detect any uh, coronavirus case not one not one and you as i told you it's representative because it's it's for the whole uh for the whole country so it's a it's a uh, very minor problem and all the others are other viruses we come to that later about what a virus is but uh so here you have it again and there's another interesting uh 
graphic because you said it's it's uh, more than than the usual flus. That's not um, right according to the German data. I don't know the English, uh, the American data on that. This is the the uh, pink one is. I have to look it because uh, I don't see it. It's 2018 because you are on the screen. This is the flu season 2018. This was a really bad flu season. And this is 2000, uh, the green one is 2019. And the blue one is 2020. This is flu. So we have a, we have a flu season compared, comparable to 2019 and much less than 2018. So usually the argument here comes that, yeah, we had a lockdown and so on, but you see it, that all was before the lockdown. Uh, the, the lockdown came, came in mid-March or something, and the flu season already was over then. And you see just uh, some, some mild cases here on, on coronavirus front. So nothing, nothing, nothing special about it. And that's why, for example, in, in Germany, the average age of people dying of coronavirus is 80, and the average age of people dying from other causes is 78. So again, in Germany, the same thing. Uh, people with coronavirus get older than without coronavirus. What, what most likely happened happened in, in the US, I already explained it, but to tell you again is that through the treatment, more people died, more elderly people died, and th they will not die in the coming years. So if you don't have a second wave, uh, um, I call it a hoax, of course, the second hoax, the, second, the next virus. If you don't have that next year, you will you will see the numbers going down because already um, elderly people died and they can't die anymore uh, next in, in the next year. So it will go down dramatically. We have to see if it comes to fruition. But um, yeah, that that's my case on that. And, and later we will talk about if the virus really exists at all. Okay, well, nothing you said there was in any way evidence of anything. Like, obviously, if people are dead, they can't die again. So the number of people who are going to die is going to obviously go down. Uh, but that evidence, the virus is killing people, not the, not the other way around. Uh, ventilators have had difficulties, but the ventilators don't account for the majority of deaths at all. Um, so I don't know why you're bringing it up. It's a minority, very small minority. Not everyone who dies of COVID is put on a ventilator. Um, and the ones that do they're put on like at the last minute when they can't breathe and they're going to die anyway. So it's highly likely that once you're put on a ventilator, you're going to die because you're already about to die. That's why they put you on the ventilator in the first place. Um, it's not like ventilators are going to magically save you necessarily. It's, it's there to try and save your life at the last minute if necessary. Um, so none of those things you presented were actually in, in any way evidence that COVID doesn't exist or is not as deadly as what it's saying. Like literally all that is just comparing it to the flu. I mean, more people have the flu. So obviously more people die from the flu. Uh, not really a contentious point there. Like if we look at global flu uh, cases versus global COVID cases, COVID is like 10% or less than the amount of flu cases. So obviously they're going to have more flu deaths, even if the flu has a lower overall percentage of mortality, because since COVID has a higher percentage of mortality, you can get uh, more deaths per capita, which is why what they're measuring, not just the aggregate amount, which is how we know COVID is definitely more deadly than the flu. Um, obviously, the flu has killed more people because it's been around longer and more people have it. But that's in no way evidence that COVID isn't real. I don't even, don't even know what your argument there was. So how do you explain that you get older with having COVID-19? You don't. You die if you have COVID. No, you get older. That's, that's a st statistic I showed you and you didn't dispute it. Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, if you get COVID, you die. You don't get older. That's kind of the point. It's like the 80% mortality rate once look you get the average, You have to look at the average age of people dying. Okay, I, I want to explain it for, for the audience. If you measure, for example, um, you have a population, and and shortly before before dying, you measure if they have blonde hair. And a certain percentage will have blonde hair, and then, then you could say, yeah, because he was blonde, he died. But that's a that's a wrong conclusion. It just says he had blonde hair. And in the and in the case of of these uh, tests, the tests, um, even the inventor of the tests says said that um, you cannot prove if a uh, if a virus is, exists with the PCR test. You cannot prove it. And what they did, most likely, because you said they they, they sequenced the genome, 
they constructed a, a, a genome at the computer and then the PCR tests try to find certain sequences, but not the whole sequence. And of course, if you, you could type in anything and if you test on the genome because it's in everybody, then you will get positive results uh, the same way you, uh, you get positive results if some, somebody has blonde hair. That's not a proof that they died because of COVID. It's only proof that they died with a positive test result. I think you're confusing correlation and causation. Everything in science is correlation. You can never prove You, you are doing that. You what? are doing it. No, no, this is pretty obvious. Like we can prove definitively COVID is the cause because we can compare the number of deaths in every previous year at the same time period. And then look at the number of deaths when COVID happened and say, oh, there's this massive spike that was there that wasn't there when COVID wasn't there. Clearly, this is caused by COVID unless there's some kind of magical, mystical other force there killing people, which is not the case. So we know these are these are related to COVID and we can get pretty accurate estimates of how much is related to COVID. That's just a fact. I mean, if you don't like math, I mean, that's kind of on you, but this is proven. Like we, we can do this absolutely 100% done. No, uh, well, you are conflating correlation uh, with, with cause. So we, we come to the cause. I, I already explained it. I think every, every reasonable mind um, uh, knows my argument now. So if you, if you have to prove a cause for something, there is a scientific method, which is the gold standard in, in, in science uh, put out by Sir Karl Popper. It's the falsification theory. So in order to prove that the thesis is true, you have to suggest an experiment. And we have this experiment because uh, it's called the Koch postulates, Henle Koch postulates, postulates put out by Robert Koch, uh, which is the institute is named after him in Germany. So I'm very near to the topic. And what it basic basically says is that you have to you have a sick person, then you uh, uh, pull out blood of him, then you isolate the virus. And these isolated virus you put back into a healthy person and then this person has to have the same symptoms and they never did that. So there is no proof at all that uh, coronavirus caused this death. Um, if you look at the numbers, the only thing uh, that it proves is that people are dying with a positive test. And that, that's not the cause, that's just a correlation because if you test all people dying of anything, you can test them if they have uh, 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 red eyes or blue eyes, then you get exactly the same numbers. No, you don't. We can prove that false. Again, we can just look at all the deaths every other year during the same time period, and then look at the deaths during this time period with COVID, subtract all of the common variables that there are in both, and then leave the one, the remaining variable. This is science. This is the scientific method. This is a testable prediction, which has a hypothesis. So this is how we prove it, and it's been done. I, I already explained to you where the excess mortality comes from. I already no, expect. you didn't. You failed. I mean, you tried to. You're just, you're just ignorant of the science. I'm sorry. So, no, this we have proven these are definitely I just caused natured, by COVID. I just natured in that topic, in, in that field. Then you may want your money back because you failed. So, again, we can demonstrate the cause is absolutely COVID by comparing the death rates of every other year that has every other factor except COVID. Add the COVID, what's the difference? Oh, here's a testable result that we can make predictions for and get the exact result you predict. Yep, that's the COVID. Does it prove Maybe. causation in the scientific sense? No, as, as David Hume pointed out, we can't prove causation, but this does prove with a high level of certainty causation, That's which meets Karl Popper's falsifiability and verifiability and testability, predictability, and every other criteria of science you did not mention, which the consensus of science actually doesn't just use falsifiability, it uses many other criteria as well. So I think you're just, you just don't know the science here. Like you seem, oh, we've, no, we've, that, just that, to clarify, uh, we've you, you I wanted you, to clear, clear up one point here. So, uh, we've, we've sequenced the DNA of the virus in multiple ways. So even if the one way you mentioned wasn't verified, that's irrelevant. Like no one cares. We've sequenced it in multiple ways and we can confirm it in multiple ways. Okay. Um, also the, the criterion you mentioned, the, uh, I forget what it's called, Sentinel data. That data isn't the standard used in many different countries. So the fact that some people choose to use it like World Health Organization or whatever, isn't representative of anything. It's just a particular data set based on one analysis thing, which, okay. Like you can always find data analysis that do, don't agree with your data. That's not evidence of anything. It's just one outlying study. That's why we go with the consensus in science which, with the vast majority of all the evidence, which is shows that yes, COVID is real by how many people are dying from it. Pretty, pretty good evidence. Yeah, no, we don't go for a consensus with science. We go with proof. That's the scientific method. 
Um, and you learn in, uh, in the first class of statistics, you learn the, the example of, um, of false correlations, uh, or um, for example, um, that the, say, uh, the, the example is, you can, you can say the swan in German, in, in Europe, it's the swan brings the children, and then you measure that where you have more swans, more children are born because swans only exist outside of cities on, uh, in the countryside. So we have a higher rate of swans in the countryside and you have a higher rate of children on the countryside. That's a false correlation. That's in the first class, you learn it in the first class in the first hour. And that's what you're doing here. You're conflating correlation with cause and effect. And what you said basically is not true that there are different different approaches to it. There's only one approach. And the approach, approach in, in natural sciences that you need uh, a falsifiable experiment. We have this falsifiable experiment, and they just they just need to put it's the whole planet is a lockdown, and you just need to do that experiment in front of hundreds of thousands of people with live cameras. I will I will put out a bet in, in, in the next weeks for of ten thousand euros. I only did, I also did that in the climate science. Nobody challenged me on that. So just prove it. Just do what I just uh, what I described. Um, isolate the virus out of a sick body, inject it into a healthy body, and then he must get uh, the symptoms. They never did that because they know it's, I think they know it's, uh, uh, that it's not true. And maybe coming to, to what the viruses really are, I there refer you to Dr. Andrew Kaufman, which I mentioned his name on an English video, and uh, the Eng uh, video was deleted, but just that you can look it all up. There, there is a study, and it was a professor um, even of the John Hopkins University, or, or uh, has a doctor degree or something, and he said there is no difference between exosomes and viruses. You, you cannot; they are basically the same. What are exosomes? Exosomes um, um, are there when somebody is sick. They they transport information, and some say they, uh, according to Wikipedia, also uh, they transport. If, if somebody is sick and, and, and the cells are damaged, the exosomes transport it away. So what, what's the thesis of Dr. Andrew Kaufman is what they are measuring you with, with the tests is that uh, this model you are talking about, the, the virus model, is actually the model of an exosome. So if somebody gets sick and you make the test and, and you sequence a DNA, which may be part of the virus or not, uh, of that exosome or not, that's what you're measuring. And there you have some kind of correlation because if you're sick, it's more likely that you have exosomes. That's that's uh, the one theory. And there's another German biologist uh, by the name of Dr. Stefan Lanka. He says um, what they are doing when, when they try to prove that the a virus exists, they are killing, um, they, they, they give anti antibiotics and they are killing the cells and what they say are viruses are in fact damaged cells and uh, he has a lot of photos in his in his uh, speeches and so on where you see that you you can distinguish a, a damaged cell from an uh, from a so-called virus so there you would have another um, explanation for how they how they try to prove that the, that the virus exists but never was a virus isolated according to to the uh, kosher postulates uh, as i mentioned before there's multiple ways to do it you don't need the kosher postulate secondly uh damaged cells don't transmit airborne uh you can't have a damaged cell that somehow becomes an airborne virus that makes absolutely no sense it means i have to like lose 90 percent of its mass and then can somehow survive in the atmosphere like no we know it's definitely not that and we have definitely sequenced the dna and we know it's specifically a bat kind of dna so we know it comes from that with 100% certainty. So that's that's the thing. Secondly, science doesn't use proof ever. That's literally not a thing in science. You literally can't prove anything in science. It's purely you cannot verify, but you can falsify. That's the whole point of uh, Karl Popper. Uh, yes, which is not a proof. So no. Yeah, um, yeah but uh, you have in order in order to verify a theory. That's maybe I explain it a little bit. Uh, at, at more I'm, I'm very familiar with the philosophy of science. In the philosophy of science, you no, no, but maybe maybe our view is not. You, you are not either because uh, obviously you are wrong on that. <laughs> so uh, I explained it. I explained no. it again. What what's, what Sir Karl Popper found out or teached us? You never can verify a theory, but you can falsify some theories. So in order for a theory to be true, you have to suggest an experiment 
which is falsifiable. If you don't suggest the experiment, which is falsifiably falsifiable, the whole experiment, um, uh, the whole theory is worthless. But do they you know what falsifiable means. Like, what is it? Yeah. How do you make a falsifiable prediction? Yeah, the, you you have to set it up that if that does uh, uh, that doesn't occur, what you said uh, will occur, then it's falsified. So again, for the right. time. So, so if we predict that if COVID exists and more people are going to die and we see that happen, is that a falsifiable prediction? No, of course not. Because I just, I, I, just, I just did exactly what you said. So I said, here's a hypothesis, no. here's an experiment. We do the experiment, we see the result. That's, that's not an experiment. That's not an experiment. Yes, it is. Again, you have to, you have to do what I told you. You, you isolate no, the you virus, don't. put it back into the body. What do you say is an empirical is a, uh, you uh, you want to predict a correlation, but if no. there's another explanation for the correlation, like I gave you the mistreatment of people, uh, then that's not then that's not proof for it. Oh, yeah. so basic basic, basic science. science. Let me let me educate science. you on basic science. There's this thing that Karl Popper also I studied. knows about. What, you what did you study? You, you what did you study? So, so let me educate you on basic. Let me educate you on basic science here. Karl Popper also knew about this thing called the problem of underdetermination. It's a thing in science where every single hypothesis necessarily has many different explanations. Always, it's a fact of science, which is why you use testable prediction. And testable predictions do not need to be in a lab. You don't need to build a hypothesis. You don't need to build an experiment in a lab. It's just a prediction based on a hypothesis. No, 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 you don't. This is basic science. Like cosmology doesn't build stars in a lab. What they do is they observe things in the universe and make predictions about what you're going to see. Geology doesn't build things in a lab. They look at the world. Uh, ocean, yes, ocean. But, but if you if you deal with things you can measure, then you should do it. The, the other things that this is right, social- You should do it isn't required. You do not need to do it. Science works by making predictions about things happening in the world. Things happening in the world- right, But if you can you do it- You don't need to do, you it don't do it. If you can do it and you don't do it, then that's that's an indication that they don't do it because it would falsifies, falsify their thesis. No, that's wrong again. One, they actually have oh, done it. There are people wrong. who have voluntarily signed up to be, re to be given COVID for research purposes. They have literally done this and measured the antibody. Antibodies, again, are Antibody measured for COVID. Don't anything, you have to get the, the same uh, symptoms. Antibodies is a whole another theory, which is not a, pro uh, which is not a proven fact. It is actually a proven fact. We no, it's the not. DNA for those too. So yes, No, no they even don't tell you how the RNA looks uh, of, of an antibody. They, they keep um, a secret. What? No, you, you could find out yourself. You could you could do the DNA sequence yourself and find out. It's not it's just not like I'm not sure anybody would actually want to know, but yes, you could do this. Like the DNA sequence for uh coronavirus is known. It's we know it's a bat DNA. We can no. compare it. So we it do. Just put, we do. A, put in a computer model. You even find it, you even find it, maybe you read it in papayas. How does it come into papayas? They even found it in in, uh, in in a, in a river of uh, in 2018, they found the the sequence, but there was no coronavirus in 2018. But the, this sequence, they they measure with the PCR test, is in anybody. So if you if you do no, enough, no, it's not. Of that. No, it's not. We can test people; they come out negative. If it was in everybody. You wouldn't get a negative result. So that's just stupid. No. No, because you what don't do you know. know. Like if it's in everybody, you don't know, you, get negative you, don't, you don't know how the test works. If you repeat it often enough, you will find you will find the sequence. Just just try it out. So maybe okay, we, again, yeah. how how do false tests work? So you, so you take a test, you get negative, you don't have the virus. But if it's everything, then no. obviously no, no. no. Maybe what, what, it's, no. It's no good to introduce it to the to, to the PCR test and false positive results. Yes, so false positives have... happen, but that's not not an issue here because most of the time they're not false positives. So again, most people when wrong again, get negative wrong results. Again, I explained it to what? a few. You are not listening, but I, 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 explained, I, I explained it to your viewers. They, they they can judge for themselves. So if you have one, if you have one thousand, uh, one hundred thousand people, and in fact uh, the the disease you're testing for um, only have uh, um, only ten people have it, or let's say. Uh, 100 people only have it and then you you have false positive you have one percent false positive results because of the um, sensitivity of the test um then you you get a thousand positive results but only 100 have it so 90 percent of the results are false and if you see in uh, at the actual numbers that's about 
and there are even made some articles on that that uh, the false positive results are up to 85% of all results. That, that was in the beginning. I made a video about it in, in January, and now we look at the actual data in Germany, and it's it's between 75 and 85% uh, false positive results of all. Uh, so the accuracy is is uh, around 10 to 15 percent of, of these pcr yeah tests. you can just google the effectiveness of the COVID test that's just false like you just look up the data oh that's just correct you, you can assert it it's just not true um so again if 90 percent of the tests were false don't just google use duck duck go okay because that, so, that'll get different but, but i will provide you with the i will provide you provide you with the links after the after the video. Sure, sure. But I'm going to still go with the CDC and other experts in the field and the consensus in the field, which, oh yeah, I it does. Science does go based off of consensus, which if you no, just, no, yes, it does. It, it absolutely that, does. Um, that's from the beginning of science. It's, it goes back to Newton and even further than that. Consensus is not an argument. Yes, it is actually. So consensus no, is the primary authority in science and only no. pseudoscientists reject, reject that. It's a common feature of pseudoscience to reject the consensus. Like the experts in no, the field are qualified. It's a common feature of people they're, they're, rejecting science and rejecting so, experiments. So again, it's a common feature of pseudoscience to reject the consensus because the consensus oh, is the a common feature way, of non-scientists to reject. One second, just to hear the... What was it, Tom? So again, it's a common feature of pseudoscience to reject the consensus because the consensus is the vast majority of experts who know more about the evidence than anybody else. And so they are more qualified to assess the data than anybody else. If you have new evidence like Newton or, or Einstein and present a new theory, then they will be able to assess the evidence and realize it's true, like what happens usually in a very short period of time. The consensus is the highest authority in science. And if the whole reason that people publish papers in academic journals is to move the consensus. There's lots of crazy people, crazy scientists with crazy ideas like idealism and mind-body dualism and all kinds uh, of stuff. No one cares. Okay, uh, obviously that's wrong what you're saying. Uh, everybody who is a little bit familiar with science, it's not about consensus, it's about proof. Um, but there's even not a consensus about all of that. Because, especially in Germany, there are hundreds of doctors who all say there's no pandemic, there's no epidemic. Even people who believe in virology, it's Professor Bakhti, it's, 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 uh, there, there's one organization with 700 doctors who all say there's no dangerous virus underway, but they are not on the mainstream media. There are only a few selected people, and even um, Fox News got censored recently I don't um, care about Fox uh, News. So you just said that anyone. No, no, it's just an example. Let me explain it to you. Just an example that uh, that uh, other opinions are censored, and that and that's a true fact. And for example, Fox News brought out several doctors who contradicted their official narrative, and it was censored by Twitter. I, I don't care about Twitter. I care about the scientific papers. The scientific papers, as you know. No, you don't. Said, you know, you don't care about scientific papers. Yes, I do. So um, as. You were wrong about them earlier when you said that, that scientific paper, anyone who knows about science doesn't mention the consensus. I just went to any journal uh, like JustOr, scientific consensus, got 4 million results. Here's one cited 719 times, 83, uh, 19, 824, 46, These are all saying it's about the consensus. Every one of these papers is showing you wrong. If you I'm sure you science, also believe, you understand, I'm sure you also believe no, 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 no. Stop, stop interrupting, change, right? stop interrupting, stop interrupting. Are Everyone in science. Can you repeat yourself? Stop, stop interrupting. Stop, stop interrupting. We need a short so again, and pithy response, Tom. Everyone in science knows the value of consensus. It's literally the definition of an appeal to authority fallacy is an appeal to a false authority. If you're appealing to a true authority, it's not a fallacy. It is actually inductive evidence. It is the basis of science to go based off of the consensus. It's just a fact. Use Stanford Encyclopedia Philosophy fallacies. We're going to argument for authority. kick it over to Oliver now for a couple of minutes. Yeah, I want to repeat myself like Tom. Science is not about consensus. You can look it up. You can think for yourself. Of course, an experiment is much more valuable than a, cons a consensus, but there even isn't a consensus. But we covered that. Everybody watching us can think about, is, consen is, this a is science a democracy? No, it's not. It's about facts, and it's about experiments, and it's about proof. I already made my case. You already failed to make your case. Like asserting no. your evidence is just you, no, the, you having a delusion. The, the, so you, the people, you having a delusion. The people watching this video will, will decide if I failed. 
and they will definitely decide your failure. You can just read the chat. So again, your delusional interpretation of the evidence isn't evidence. You think you've done an experiment, you haven't. You just you're just ignorant of the science, which is why we no. go based off of the consensus. I, I tell consensus, you that they don't interrupt. Don't interrupt. Don't interrupt. Don't interrupt. Don't this, interrupt. I don't know if this is like going. We maybe there's something we can go to in terms of like no, data. Got, this or, is this is the most important fact of science. This is, you got to you got to stay on this for one for one minute. Again, I think this everyone is, uh, in science. You guys are kind of just this. repeating the same. That's, that's fine, but it's the most important fact of science. So we're going to have to keep repeating it because hmm. scientists do agree. The most the important bullshit. I, I think it's better we go to maybe a new that's great, argument. But I'm still I'm going to keep repeating this until we get to this point. So again, no, everyone in science this is just, agrees. I'm it's keep becoming it okay so i think that this is it's just that the audience i think they're wanting like new arguments it's like it's like i don't care i'm gonna repeat this i'm not gonna continue until i get to repeat this until i get to stay my argument again well that's fine it. but we've heard let, we we just let him repeat it because he comes because he comes across as the crazy person so it's good let him we all the we understand we understand each person's i promise so i'm not trying to like not let you each be heard it's just that i think that people definitely like see where each side is coming from and that's why i'm like eh, this might be better to like move to something different i don't care. I, I gotta say this again I'm, this is the most important point i'm not letting this go this so to just repeat it i don't see what the i mean are you, are you sure that you're good at debating are you sure uh, to make a point so i'm going to repeat it because it's important that's why i'm going to repeat it no, it's about experiments. But let's move to... to nope, uh, it's not about experiments because you aren't qualified to gauge the results of the experiments. The consensus is. No. Yes. You can do it. You the can experts aren't it. qualified to actually assess the... Okay, then, then we bet now $10,000. $10, we make this experiment. I just proposed $10,000 that I win. I have no idea what your experiment is. No, I'm going to go with the consensus. I, I, I just told you, I repeat, yeah, you're not good at listening and you're not no, good no, at no, speaking. I don't, you're I, not I qualified to do I repeat it for you. You're, you're not qualified. No, but you, you are qualified to listen right now. You're not. But I bet you, you have $10,000. The consensus of experts disagree with you and I'm going to be right. No, um, yep. what I'm proposing is that we do the experiment. I don't care. You're crazy gold, experiment. You're, you're the crazy. Gold standard. No, it's not crazy. It's yes. the gold standard in virology. It's, it's, I don't care what your opinion is. I'm going to go with the consensus. So you're not, they know you're, you're not willing about. to. You're, what, you're not uh, willing to put your money where your mouth is, right? No, I am. I'm going to go with the consensus and put my money on the consensus. Yeah, and actually I, I want to do about. experiment. You don't. So every so single have, scientist wants I to prove the point. The I prove the point. You don't want to have an experiment. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to go with the consensus. Who, so next I'm going to go point. with the people who it's can It's boring qualify. for intellectual people. It's so boring you're not for intellectual. People. So again, I'm going to go with the experts who can understand. I only studied that. I, my, no, how many no, no, did you no, write, no, which were praised by professors? How many? I don't know. How many did you write? So, so you don't, again, you don't know anything. I don't know why you're, why you're still... So, so again, I'm going to go with the consensus of experts. How many books did you write which were praised by professors? You do not. Hey, you, not. you can make up whatever you want. I'm going to go with the consensus of experts who are actually qualified. Yeah, maybe you're a little bit insane because you're repeating yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, topic. common fact of pseudoscience. We you want to reject the consensus, go for it. Move into something different. Uh, I think we've heard it now uh, to where we hear each side and see where you're coming from. So we probably should consider something else. Are there any last arguments that we might be able to cover before we go to the Q&A? Well, I think I debunked all of his, as far as I can tell. <laughs> yeah, uh, for people that are so crazy as you, you debunked. Yes, you're right. Yeah, I just gave facts and evidence. Pretty easy. Let's see. Uh, we do Consensus is not right. Actually, it is. That's why it says it is in the Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy under argument from authority. It is. We have some questions here, starting with cookie or i should say cooked burra d thanks for your question said oliver do you understand how multiple regression analyses are you familiar with multiple regression analyses and i think they're referring to earlier in the debate so this goes back a bit but yes yes i am gotcha would you like to try and give a definition in there yeah, it means uh, if you have um, more than more than two variables, then you, then you need that model. But in this case, um, there are not much variables. What? Do you know what a variable is? Yes. 
like maybe age, I used to the wrong, wrong conditions, age right, the disease, time maybe. of year, all of those variables. Those there's lots more than two variables here. Yeah, but yeah, right. But but, but that yeah, was right. my argument. That was my argument. That it's not only the measuring of COVID; it could also be the mistreatment. That was my argument. That there are more variables that that you uh, than you told. Then why did you just say this wasn't relevant here? Because it literally is relevant. It's literally the data I've been talking about. It is a regression. I, I didn't say it's not relevant. I said it's you. You do not need a multi uh, regression analysis to uh, to put out this argument. I, I just told you. Next up, we have a question. This one coming in from Maya Asburns. Thanks to you. Just figure it out. Okay. Says, happy birthday, Tom. And uh, said, enough with all of the wizard words. It's an inside <laughs> joke from a past debate. Thanks for that. Let's see. That was many, that was already weeks ago. We'll never forget. Uh, we hope you're well, godless girl. And thanks for your question. This one comes in from Cooked Abura D. Says, all over. Do you realize that experimental design is just one method of hypothesis testing? Yes, right. I, I, I told you that. Uh, um, but if you can do an experiment, it's much more, much better than only the correlation analysis. We all already talked about how, how there is no correlation because the people are getting older with coronavirus. So there is no correlation. But even if you would argue that there is a correlation, it's better to do an experiment. And there is no correlation because they are getting older with the virus. Gotcha. It's, a... it's before or after they die. Next. What? I don't know what people, Tom means. Positive tested they, people they get get, older? are yeah, getting they... older, so it cannot be deadly. That's... I think a 10 year old can understand this argument. No, not really. I mean, the fact Next, that it's deadly for do many to, people doesn't do mean that some can't get older. If you get older, if, if you get older with the virus, it can't be deadly. Unless statistic. lots of other people are dying. That's Next, thank you for your you question. Uh, from P. Barnes. This one said, they said, let's see. Oliver, do you have a theory on why you think the data is being exaggerated? And just to clarify, do I understand, is it that you think that it's more that the U.S. data is being exaggerated, or, or do you think that there are other countries as well? Because I remember you mentioned that the U.S. might have more of a, a motive for doing so because of the money. But No, no I, I don't think the numbers are exaggerated, but uh, you had policies in place with, um, with led to more deaths, like in, in Great Britain, 200,000 people only died because of the lockdown. So you have excess mortality in some countries because of the lockdown. Um, but concerning the motive, it's very clear. Bill Gates said it. Um, he wants to vaccinate every, every, everybody on Earth. Of course, there's a lot of money involved. He said publicly in the German newspaper that, that he wants a world government. And of course, they now propose that if we would have a world government, we could control all, all this and not the, the, this there's different states doing different things. So the uh, the goal here is expressed by Mr. Gates, a world government, and to vaccinate all people. And uh, about the topic of vaccinations, um, much is censored there. Go to the debate between Alan Dershowitz and Robert Kennedy Jr. That was not deleted from the internet because it was a debate. And I hope we are not deleted because it's, uh, it was a debate. And there you get all the information you need to know about vaccination. Gotcha. Thank you. And Brenton Langle, a common debater on the channel, says, quote, the people watching will decide if I failed, unquote. And I think they're, they're quoting you, Oliver. They said, wait, Oliver, you just appealed to consensus. And they said Tom Jump is right on appeal to false authority. So I think that there's two different points here. One, they're saying that you they're trying to argue that you appealed to consensus by appealing to what the audience of this debate thinks. Uh, and then I can read the next part if, if you want to respond to that, because yeah, two separate points. Yeah, that, that, that's a, a, a clever point, but I didn't appeal, appeal to consensus to prove the theory. I, I He just said that I lost the debate, and I appealed to the consensus to say, let the people decide if I lost the debate. But that's not about if I'm right or wrong. If I'm right or wrong is, is about an experiment. If I lost the debate on an audience I don't know, then that, uh, that's my uh, uh, 
I was debating or um, the argument that I lost the debate. Gotcha. And, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, I just missed some words. Uh, my English is not perfect, so, but it's okay. The next point that they had was, they said, Tom Jump is right on an appeal to false authority. Oh, I, I see. I think they're trying to say that an, an appeal to authority is acceptable as long as it's the appropriate authority for the context that's being discussed and that it's only bad if it's so, you know, if you, let's say, in this case, you appealed to, let's say, like theologians, people would be like, well, they're not specialists on this topic. So they're trying to say that it wouldn't be justified. Yeah, well, well, that's interesting, but that it proves nothing. But uh, many major breakthroughs were done by outsiders. So, so basically, every no, not everyone, but many many major breakthroughs in science. In science, the most famous one, the the round earth, were, were the, the flat earth, Galileo, and they are still debating about it in the internet. Um, so, uh, the appeal to authority is always a dangerous thing. That's that's why in all of my books I go into the science. I do the math myself. I crunch the numbers myself. And uh, but but even then you have to rely on the numbers. But that's the which I cited are the non non disputed numbers that you are getting older with the, with the virus. Of course you need brain cells to 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 get the information and and and, and understand it. But that's I I can. I can't implant a brain sensor into Tom. That's not my, gotcha. that's beyond my, my capabilities. You got it. And by the way, want to say thank you so much from Elron Durr one. If you're still out there or if you hear this later, thanks so much. Actually, Elron Durr one connected us with Oliver and that's how we got to have Oliver on tonight. So I want to say thanks so much for that connection and by the way, quick reminder, both Oliver and Tom are linked in the description below, folks. And Ted Tubin, thanks for your question, who said, Oliver, if it was not COVID, or if it was, yeah, if it, if it was not COVID, from what was it that people died? I'm not sure what you're saying is the thing, if not COVID. It seems like you're saying Corona, uh, that this virus does not exist. Yeah, that, that's the, uh, the most important question. Uh, Tom already cited that only 6%, um, according to the data, uh, had no pre-existing conditions. So the 94% died of their pre-existing conditions. They died of their illnesses they already had. And some of the people who died of these illnesses were tested positive. That's just a statistical thing. If you, if you have 100,000 people dying and of them, 10,000 are positive tested, so it will appear that they died of that, but they died of the, the illnesses they already had. And with the 6%, I suspect they just did not know uh, which uh, of which disease they, they uh, died and they contributed it to COVID. What? L literally, if we just compare it to last year's results that we can prove that wrong. Like if the same number of people died last year and the year before and the year before those lasting continues, we can measure how many people die of those every year. If there's a big difference in one year, there's gotta be something new there to explain it. It's not just random. I already rock. showed that in Germany, it's not the case. And I already explained why that is. People can rewind the video. Yeah, but it is the case in every other country who didn't have as many oh, it's not... results. Okay, then explain Japan with 800,000 deaths. Uh, better results. But better testing, better medical care, better healthy people with less pre-existing conditions. Yeah, Japan is a developing country. Nobody knows science there. Okay. What? Yeah, well, what's the argument? Japan is one of the most sophisticated societies in the world. And yeah, you say yes. they have uh, better, better health care, better health care, better health. They're healthier people. They don't have as many pre-existing conditions. America has lots more pre-existing conditions. <laughs> and that's the difference between 800,000 deaths and 200,000 deaths. That's what you're saying. Next Definitely. Up. I think that might be it for questions. Do want to remind you folks, we are very excited as Modern Day Debate about, what is it, maybe two months ago now, we have invaded the podcast world. So if you cannot find us on your favorite podcast app, let us know. We will work hard to get on that podcast app. And also, that's in addition to the YouTube channel. So the channel is going to continue with our live streams. We are excited about the future, folks. Want to let you know we have many big debates coming up that 
for real, like many, many, it's very exciting. And so we're excited about the future. I wish I could like drop the names, but some of these debates are still being finalized. But want to say I thanks got another so much. question uh, from one of my Facebook people. They said that on his graph, it wasn't COVID-19. It was SARS-CoV-2. So his graph didn't even show COVID-19. The paper, could you bring those up again? Could we could see them? Wait. Yeah, it's the same. SARS-CoV-2 is the coronavirus. Uh, isn't COVID-19 the coronavirus? Yeah, but they, they call it SARS-CoV-2 and coronavirus. What? Uh... COVID-19 and SARS-CoV-2 are the same thing. I'll have to check on that one. Yeah. That's interesting. There. Next, thank you. Oh, we do have another question that just came in. Virilian, thanks for your question, said, can Oliver explain why when tested the death rate goes down as the virus goes down? What? Again? They said, can Oliver explain why when tested the death rate goes down as the COVID goes down? Yeah, um, that's because the flu season is over. In the theory of Dr. Andrew Kaufman, what you're measuring is exosomes, which occur when you have a flu, and, and then you measure the exosomes. And when the flu season is over, which occurs naturally in, in winter, then uh, the flu deaths go down. Gotcha. And with that, I do think that's all the questions we got. So I want to say thank you so much, folks. We really appreciate all of your support. We'll be back tomorrow night with a flat earth debate as Rose will be here for the oh, first time. Finally, I, I love I love to see a debate on that on that. It's going to be awesome. We're very excited. Rose is very friendly. She's very kind and she's going to be debating Mark Drisdale. So that's her first time here and it should be a fun one. Sunday we are planning on we're it's nearly certain we'll have a Trump versus Biden debate in terms of who would be better for America's future. So that should be an interesting one as well. But just want to say thanks so much, folks. Thanks, moderators. We never thank you enough. We appreciate you doing a great job. We don't want any sort of hate speech where you're kind of trashing, where people are trashing certain groups. It's like, ah, yeah, we don't want that. We just uh, we want everybody to feel welcome here, no matter what walk of life they come from. And so thanks, moderators, for doing a good job of that. And thanks, last of all, to our, our audience. Thank you for your support, just hanging out here, and our guests, Oliver and Tom Jump, who are linked in the description. Thank you guys both for being here. And please, one last word. I'm not so good in English as Dr. Andrew Kaufman. Go to the website of Dr. Andrew Kaufman. He explains it much better than me, I guess. I didn't see him in a debate yet. Dr. Andrew Kaufman. And you don't find it on Google, but I would, uh, um, because he's uh, scrapped there. But I will put a, a, um, a commentary under your video and go to the website of Dr. Andrew Kaufman. MIT, by the way. You got it. And so thanks so much. Appreciate that. And folks, we will hopefully see you tomorrow for that fun debate and keep sifting out the reasonable from the unreasonable. Take care, everybody.
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.